uh, you're welcome to church today, the powerhouse sanctuary, and you are going to be continuing through the book of John. Uh, last Sunday we we studied uh, verse 19, and uh, we looked at um, how to obey the word of God to be doers of the word. If you've not listened to that sermon, please um, go to our podcast. Go to our podcasts. Uh, there are links that are shared daily on the group, on the group or on our statuses. Please go to the to our podcast, and you'll you'll get the sermon from there. So today let's pick it up from verse 20 to 24 of chapter 7, uh, the book of John. Let me uh, read from 19 a bit. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil. Who goeth about to kill thee? Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken. Are ye angry at me because I have made a man uh, very will's whole on the Sabbath day? Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We receive it. We pray that um, it will bear fruit in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, okay. Jesus knew at this point, or even before, that uh, the people, uh, the Pharisees, the Jews, were after him not because they supported the truth, but because they twisted the truth to fit their own ways and traditional conclusions. They, it's, not, it's not that they really supported the law in its truthfulness, but they, they, they had twisted it, the truth in the law, because the law is the word of God, the commandments of God. They had twisted it in their own ways and traditional conclusions. Uh, the heart of Moses, the heart of uh, the heart of the law Moses passed on to them from God was not their plumb line. They were not observing it as we looked at last Sunday. Instead, they had made Moses fit their understanding and traditions. And in this process, the heart of God behind the law, the commandments, his instructions and word got lost in all the distorted religious practices that they did. They thought it was just about the practices, just about the outward show. Praise the Lord. 
and um, we see this this is the same today you see this is the same today many of us Christians and church leaders like to add meaning like to, to twist scripture we like to add meaning to scripture instead of drawing the meaning out from scripture we want we want scripture to fit in our circumstances and traditions praise the lord uh, our title of the message is the power of the scriptures the power of the scriptures the power of the scriptures that is the title of our sermon today or our teaching so we want we want um we want to want scripture to fit in our circumstances and traditions. We have come up with our own traditions on how we should pray, on how we should seek God, on how we should fast, on how we should serve God, on how we should conduct our services or fellowships, and we fit the word of God in what we have come up with. Instead of letting the word of God Instead of letting the word of God or drawing from the word of God, the principles of God, uh, this kind of thing is so unbiblical. Uh, it's so unbiblical. We 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 are acting more like the people of Jesus's days. Um, and because of that, because of that, many of us have drawn our own Jesus. We have come up with our own God, our own Jesus, who is not really the God of the Bible. Instead of letting scripture speak for itself and reveal to us who God is truly, we, we find ourselves trying to make scripture fit in the picture of God, in the picture of what we want, instead of letting scripture define and speak of who God is. So this was happening with the Pharisees and the people because they were not taking the law to what it says. They were not taking the law to its meaning, to its true purpose, the heart of God behind giving the law. Uh, but they had added they have they had now added their traditions to mean what god is not saying praise the lord we have to be careful we have to be careful in this in this new season that we have been ushered in as the body of christ in this new year 2023 that we have been ushered in the lord is calling us to immerse ourselves in the word in scripture but we have to be careful that we will not add to the scripture. We will not add, we will not subtract, and we will not change the scripture. But we shall leave the scripture to speak for its own. Praise the Lord. So rather than listening to Jesus and, uh, they, uh, they, and considering how his divine knowledge is able to uh, to 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 know their hearts because he had revealed their hearts. He was showing them it's not about the practices, it's about the heart. So he had revealed their hearts and their thoughts. They simply deflected what Jesus was saying to them. They, they, they put a wall. 
they didn't want to listen to what Jesus was, was saying to them. Instead, they told Jesus that he was crazy. They told him he's mad. He has a demon. They said, you have a demon. Praise the Lord. And telling someone that they have a demon, it, it means that you don't take seriously what they are telling you. Like what they are telling you is just passing one side and one ear and coming out from another ear. Praise the Lord. Now, we see in verse, um, in the following verse, we see, uh, we are being reminded why, why they were trying to kill Jesus. Okay. Uh, you remember the miracle that Jesus performed in John chapter 5 when he healed the man on the Sabbath day. Now that is the miracle that they are referring to. That is from then they want to, they are seeking to kill him. So Jesus reminds them in verse 21. He reminds them. He reminds them of the man that was healed at the pool. He reminds them, uh, I did one work and you marvel at it. Jesus is trying to break through their dark stubborn hearts, but they are not opening up. He's trying to show them it's not about the Sabbath. It's about the God of the Sabbath. It's not about the law, the traditions. It's about the God of the law. And in verse 22, we see Moses gave the command, the commands for circumcision. Okay, Increasingly, Jesus reminds them that the circumcision law came before Moses. You remember, it came by Abraham. God spoke to Abraham the first time to circumcise all the male in his household. Uh, and we see after God giving the law to Moses, uh, he commanded that boys or all males should be circumcised on the eighth day. What were they supposed to do if the eighth day fell on the Sabbath? That's what Jesus is asking them. That all the males are supposed to be circumcised on the eighth day it is written in the law of moses now what if the eighth day is on the sabbath would you not circumcise that male child but it is no it was known everywhere that on the sabbath they would circumcise yet they they, they yet they are accusing jesus for doing one good work praise the lord they're accusing Jesus for doing one good work for obeying God. And yet they also work by, by obeying the law of Moses. Praise the Lord. And he's saying, why is it not considered that you are breaking the Sabbath law when you circumcise on the, on the Sabbath? Because they circumcise so that the law could not be broken. So how can they be angry with Jesus for healing on the Sabbath? If circumcision perfected the body in keeping the law, then healing the whole body also perfects one who is keeping. <laughs> oh my God. Also perfects one for keeping the law. Did we get that? Praise the Lord. If circumcision perfected the body, in keeping the law then healing the body also perfects for keeping the law praise the lord 
obviously the sabbath was not to prevent people from doing the will of god it was to lead them to do the will of god you see when we put tradition when we put self when we put things before us before god we we are going to prevent many people and ourselves too to walk in the will of god praise the lord verse 24 judgments must be made on the basis of the word of god because verse 24 says verse 24 says jesus tells them judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment all righteous judgment is only made according to the word of god the truthfulness of the word of god not adding taking uh trying to make the scripture fit in your own culture in your own circumstance we have seen this we have seen this today uh, someone reads a scripture and then they apply it they put in meaning and then they apply it in a weird way and 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 you're like but this scripture doesn't say that how come he's saying it is saying this praise the lord one thing that i want us to know this season that we have entered in we have to put aside every traditions that we have been having the ways that we were so used to accustomed to on how to do things in our in every area of our lives not only spiritually even physically there are a lot of changes because the world has changed the climate has changed everything is going to change everything 2023 and the coming years everything has changed put aside those traditions and now care more about the word of god what the word of god says praise the lord we must follow the teachings of jesus christ in his word in his word let them be the standard by which we live by and obey in his word only in his word second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work hallelujah the first thing i want us to note from that scripture is the bible says all scripture the bible says what all scripture now you see the problem with the, with the pharisees and the jews they would keep some portions others no others compromise others try to twist them in the way they want praise the lord but the bible is saying all scripture all scripture not portions of it because it is in the same way today some of us read only scriptures that work for us or fit in our situation scriptures that make us comfortable in our mistakes 
in our pity party, you know, pity party. Those scriptures that make you comfortable, those scriptures that comfort you, that that um encourage you, encourage you, you know things are going to be better tomorrow. Bambi, bambi. You know, we, we want those scriptures that only work for us. God will make a way for you, God will provide for you, God will heal you. God think about all those scriptures, those scriptures that we normally quote. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want scriptures that only work for us. They are the ones we only read. For others, we have been told that the Old Testament is irrelevant to the New Testament believers. Praise the Lord. Yes. Some people, I've, I've encountered some people, they have been told, what's the use of the Old Testament? I mean, we are New Testament believers, so we don't need the Old Testament. That is the Old Testament. They say that is the Old Testament. Or it is the new it is the old covenant. They say the Old Testament is in the old covenant. So for us, we are in the new covenant, so we don't need the old testament. Praise the Lord. So we don't read, we don't study, we don't believe in the Old Testament scriptures. And uh, there are also those that believe that the New Testament begins, actually these people believe that the New Testament begins from the book of Acts. Because during the time of the Gospels, Jesus' Jesus's time, they say he was still living under the law. So they, they believe that the church now of the New Testament begins from the book of Acts. So you find that they only read the book of Acts and the epistles of the apostles. Praise the Lord. But you see, children of God, this will give you a distorted picture of God. It won't give you a full picture of who God is. It will give you a distorted picture of God. The scripture says all scripture, all the 66 books of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, all scripture has been inspired by God. All scripture. And God honors his word. And so we must honor his word. You know, I was so amazed. I was so amazed at knowing this truth. All scripture has been inspired by God. Other versions say all scripture has been breathed, breathed by God. Now, all, you know what all scripture means? Every word in the Bible has been inspired by God. Breathed by God. All scripture has been breathed by God. It means every word, every letter, every letter is God's breath. Every letter is 
the Holy Spirit's inspiration. Praise the Lord. You see, a plant can never exist without the roots. Is it possible? A plant to exist without the roots? Farmer, have you ever seen that? It will dry up. Mm -hmm. A building can never stand without the foundation. It is not there. So putting away some scriptures or portions of the Bible will make your entire building to be at risk and give a distorted picture and all revelation of God. Praise the Lord. We need the whole canon. We need the whole Bible. We need both Old and New Testament. The Old Testament is the foundation by which we build on in the New Testament. It gives you a clear picture of the nature, the character, the ways of God, and the things that God spoke. All the prophecies, all the promises. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when you miss out in the Old Testament, you don't have a foundation. You don't if if you're listening to this to this sermon and you had put away you, you feel like ah the old testament is boring i'll just read that you need the whole bible you need the 66 books because each word each letter is god's breath and jesus said that um man can man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes and we know that the, the word is the breath of God, according to Genesis. When it comes to man, it is the breath of God. We live by the breath of God, which is his word. Praise the Lord. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And I love continuing. It is profitable. It is profitable to us. It is given for our own good. Praise the Lord. God wanted to reveal himself to us. And so he gave us his word. Some people say the word of God is God's love letter to us. For my belief, it is more than just a love letter. But it speaks of, of, of who God is in his totality and nature. And ways and it speaks of who God is. In his triune, in his triune nature, how who he is, and it is for our benefit. It is profitable for doctrine. It we get doctrine is teaching. Doctrine means teaching. God of God teaches us. There is there is no way, there is no way we are going to know God. If we don't know the word, if you're not reading the word, if you're not if you're not studying the word, there is no way, absolutely no way, you're going to know God. You'll keep you'll keep on hearing about God, but if you truly have a relationship with God, if you truly have an intimate relationship with God, then be intimate with the word of God. Because it is the only way you're going to know God. It is the only way you're going to hear the voice of God more clearly. When I want you to try it. Because for me, it's working in my life. 
the more you read scripture, the more you study, the more you meditate in scripture, the more the voice of God becomes more audible, more clear, even when he's showing you things. Oh, I normally tell people, God will not give you revelation from heaven just dropping boom. You need to have the word so that because revelation is is giving more light, is giving understanding. When you don't have the word, where where is God going to give the revelation? Praise the Lord. Just sit around. Ah, for me, I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand. I don't understand those things. What are they talking about? Praise the Lord. We, we need to get out of that place. We need to get out of that place. Praise the Lord. We need to embrace the teaching of the word of God. And First John tells us that the anointing of God in us teaches us. Praise the Lord. It teaches you. Be intimate with your Bible. Praise the Lord. The next part is, the word of God is profitable for doctrine, that is teaching. It is profitable for reproof. Reproof is discipline. The word of God disciplines us. The word of God rebukes us. The word of God admonishes us. The word of God counsels us. So how are you as a Christian going to live the life of Christ if you're not immersed in the word, the full counsel of God's word, not just portions. Praise the Lord. Some of us, we don't like this part most. The part of disciplining. When the word of God is disciplining us, we feel bad. Some of us even run away from church. When the word of God is rebuking us, we feel like, ah, those people of church don't love me. Why, why do they keep on telling me to, 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 I'm doing this? Oh, oh they say, no, they say, um, they keep on accusing me. Uh, they keep on seeing my mistakes. They keep on condemning me. They keep on, Jesus, praise the Lord. But the Lord rebukes in love. And when, when you hear the rebuke of the Lord, it's good to embrace it. Because the Lord rebukes or disciplines or chastens the one he loves. That means he loves you. Praise the Lord. The word of God admonishes us. It gives us counsel. Counsel gives us wisdom on how to live every day. Uh-huh. For the what for profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Praise the Lord. The word of God gives us opportunity for improvement. Correction. We are given opportunity to improve. To improve and grow into the image of Christ. To improve and grow in our faith in God. Through the word of God. It is for our own good. Reading the entire Bible. Eh? Some of us don't want to read books like the Leviticus, the Prophets. But you know, it is for, for us to know. Like for example, reading the, the, the books of the prophets. Okay, Prophet Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, Habakkuk, uh, Amos, 
like it 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 reveals the heart of the father it reveals the heart of a husband our bridegroom it reveals the heart that god has towards had towards the children of israel and still has even towards us and because of that we see the children of israel for example they sin god sends them a prophet they repent god forgives them or sometimes god would give them to their enemies like you learn so much that god gives opportunity for improvement and for us to be built up and and edified praise the lord hallelujah the next one is for instruction in righteousness for instruction in righteousness this the word of god gives us detailed direction on how to live righteous in righteousness he gives us detailed direction on how to live in righteousness the word of god now tell me if you're not in the word of god if you're not um reading studying the word of god the way it's supposed to be without distorting it without twisting it without trying to add in anything else how are you going to know your the deta- those detailed instructions in your own life praise the lord for example the bible will not tell you the person you will marry the bible will not tell you the job the kind of job that you should get but because you are in the word of god you will know first of all the Bible says do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. So that is a detail of direction by which you should take. Anyone who is not a Christian, you're not supposed to be in, in any, any yoke with them. <coughs> Praise the Lord. God we may not find particulars but we get detailed instruction on how to live on what decisions to make from the word of God because it keeps us in righteousness do we know that scripture in Psalms that says though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'll fear no evil for you are with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me that scripture <clears throat> even before in the previous verses in 20 Psalms 23 uh, the bible says he leads me in his paths of righteousness now the rod and the staff it is from the word the rod discipline the staff gives direction praise the lord so it keeps you in the path of righteousness it keeps it keeps you in the life of righteousness the righteousness that jesus has already given us it keeps you the word leads you and guides you into righteousness that that the man of god may be complete hallelujah that the man of God may be complete. 
and we know that complete means being perfect or mature you are mature enough and because you are mature you are equipped and ready for the good work of God praise the Lord but if you're not in the word all scripture all scripture the ones you love the ones you don't love all scripture there's no way there's no way you're going to keep in the narrow we call it the narrow path the way of righteousness is the narrow path hallelujah praise the lord so when we feed on the word of god we are feeding on god himself that's why i tell you keep you know there's a difference between reading and feeding feed on the word of god when you're feeding for example and you're eating food because when you read it's like you've served the food now it is there in front of you but now you need to feed from this food when you feed from the food it's in the mouth you chew you chew you feel the taste of the food and then if you feel it when it is going down down it is digested in your body that's how we're supposed to be in the word of god but if you just serve the word it is there you read some of us read because we have a year plan of reading the bible some of us read because we have a devotional that we follow every day so we just read to it's like a routine just a routine it's a routine we are not feeding it is not even working in our lives and producing fruit at all but whenever we feed on the word we are feeding on god himself we are feeding on his breath we are feeding on his presence you, you know that that thing that we normally use we normally use it here in the ministry we are feasting feasting on the presence of god feasting in the presence of god you feast when you're in the word praise the lord you feast when you're in the word so the holy scriptures can be trusted because they have been tested and proven the word of god has been tested and it has been proven and therefore we must believe in the full canon of god's word and practice it the full canon of god's word and practice it we should never impose our own meaning never impose your own meaning to the text instead of letting it speak for itself praise the lord and we do this by putting more of ourselves in the message more than what god says we focus on self have you ever read the bible but you're focusing on self on self every scripture i wanted to apply on you i'm going to do this i'm going to be like this like it is self 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 but the bible condemns self we know that jesus says if you want desire to be my disciple what is the first thing he says deny yourself it can't be about you it can't be always about you so let us be careful this is the holy holy word it is breathed by god from heaven it is the counsel of god today when we're praying 
I, I saw in the throne room, the father had passed a council. Okay, I don't know how to explain that, but the father passed on a council and everyone was saying amen, amen, and agreeing to it. They were worshipping and celebrating because of the counsel of the Father that has been passed. It is holy. It is holy. That's why we need to take the word of God with reverence. We need to, we need to take the instructions of God with reverence. The things that God speaks to us, we need to reverence them because they are holy. And his counsel stands. Only his counsel can stand. And only his counsel will stand. Praise the Lord. So let us be careful to add, to remove, and to change. Okay? I believe, I believe in revelation. I believe in the Rema word. Okay? But it must align with the word of God. Now, when we talk about revelation, we might believe revelation, it is not something that adds to the scripture. Revelation is not something that changes the scripture. Revelation is not something that will um, uh, take away from the scripture. But revelation explains and gives understanding. It is giving more understanding and light to the scripture. Praise the Lord. It is not taking away. It is not changing. It is giving more understanding. More like the veil is removed and you understand, wow, this is what Jesus was saying in this scripture. This is what he meant. And then the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit explains to you how you can apply that scripture now and what is God saying in the, that scripture now. Not changing it. Not changing it. Praise the Lord. So any rema word you get must agree with scripture. It must not be away. Taking away, subtracting, uh, trying to dilute the word of God. No. There's no diluting the word of God. It must stay as pure as it is because the word of God is holy. We must reverse it. We must have godly fear towards the word. Praise the Lord. You know, these days, maybe we take, we take everything so lightly. Even the word of God, we take it so lightly. We want to do with it the way, whatever we desire, the way we desire. But it is holy. It is holy. It is the counsel of God. It is the counsel of my Father. Praise the Lord. So, um, the reason as to why most of us really add or pick out scriptures. It's because we are more interested in our own opinions when we preach. We are interested in our own opinions when we preach than in explaining and proclaiming what God has said or is saying. We want to please people. We want to make people feel good. For me, I want to apologize to everyone who listens to me to everyone that is in the ministry, I am not going to do anything to please you. If you have sinned, I will tell you you have sinned. If God is saying you, you shift. I will tell you shift. Whether we understand it or not, but that's what God is saying. Praise the Lord. 
let us take the word of God by the way it is. Some people call it being tough. <laughs> Some people call it, I don't know, condemning. Some people call it many things. But we need to reference the word of God. Let us call sin what the word of God calls sin. Let's not try to sugarcoat it, you know. Sugarcoat it and then you take pills. Pills cannot heal you from sin. You need Jesus. <laughs> you need Jesus. Pills will not take people to rehab, rehab, rehab. Eh, it will not heal you from sin. You need to repent. You need Jesus. Praise the Lord. I am not going to do anything to please anyone. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I will not. Proverbs 30, verse 5 to 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Do not add to His word, lest He rebuke you and you be found a liar. Let me read that scripture again. Proverbs chapter 30. Verse 3, sorry, verse 5 to 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Do not add to His words, lest He rebuke you and you be found a liar. Praise the Lord. Everything that God has spoken. Every inspiration which the prophets have received is pure. Every word written by the apostles, every word written in the canon, in the 66 books. I, I stress the 66 books of the Bible because nowadays people are making other Bibles that have more books. Praise the Lord. I normally ask people, there are some people, there are some friends, Catholic friends who would ask me, ah, this book, uh, why is it that these books, they didn't include them in that? I ask them, if you can't get the 66 books, why do you want more? Praise the Lord. The 66, you can't get them, but you want more to be added. Praise the Lord. And the Lord, and the Lord warns us, what he has revealed to us belongs to us. He has revealed to us through the 66. Why do we want now to go and, you know, add in? First get the, the 66, practice them, walk by them, then desire for more, if you want more. So, the word, the word of God is pure. Every word that was received by the prophets, by the apostles, everyone that wrote in the book. Um, I was listening to uh, one, one of, one of the, the prophets who had a visitation in heaven through a vision. A vision. She was taken to heaven. And she described this part of um, 
she was taken to the throne room of God. Uh, I thank God that I got the explanation of the throne room of God. The throne room of God is not one particular place. Wherever the, the Father is, that is the throne room of God. Wherever He chooses to be. I hope you understand. So this time, when, when she was taken there, she saw men. There were many, and many, many of them were men, and a few were ladies, and they were seated on, on, on the throne, on thrones. And then he asked, who are these people? And then immediately she asked, a book, the Bible, it's there in heaven. Opened with a lot of power, like the, the, the wind of the Holy Spirit was opening it up. And the Lord told her, Those are my, my those are my faithful servants who wrote the Bible. They are being honored and rewarded for writing the word of God faithfully, the way they had it, the way they got it. Praise the Lord. But for us, we want to change it. Yeah? We want to change it. Even the words we receive from the Holy Spirit to speak to people, we, we change them. Are you sure you're going to be honored by the Master? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Praise the Lord. So the word of God is pure. It is honored in heaven. It is lived by in heaven. It is pure. It has no error. It has no mixtures. It has no darkness at all. It is the light. It gives light. It provides light. It is the light. Hallelujah. So we must honor the word of God. The reason as to why we, 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 we don't take it seriously we don't obey it's because we don't honor the word of god and when you don't honor the word of god it shows that you're not on you don't honor the person who gave the word praise the lord so we need to reverence the word of god because it is pure it has no errors some people think that the Bible contradicts. The Bible never contradicts. That's why it makes it the word of God. It has different authors, but it never contradicts. Every author continued in the plan of God. Every author from Genesis to Revelation, there are no contradictions. Praise the Lord. It's only that the people who who present to us the word of God are the ones with errors. They're the ones with confusion. That's why they, they kind of contradict the scriptures. I was talking to a Muslim as, as evangelizing to him. He's like, for me, I don't want to read the writings of Paul because they are against Jesus. That the writings of Paul are against what Jesus wrote. I told him, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Because Paul agrees with Jesus. Then he started quoting scripture. I told him, Yo, you're just quoting scriptures out of context. Go sit down if you want to learn. 
and read very well the teachings of Jesus and read very well the teachings of Paul, you'll find that there is no contradiction at all. The word of God has no error. It has no error. It is always like gold. It is pure. Always like gold. It bears the fire. The word of God. The word of God bears the fire. The word of God comes out with the same purity and the same weight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that. The word of God is pure. It has no errors. It has no darkness. Absolutely no darkness. It is light itself. The word provides light. And when it is exposed to trials, when it is exposed to different circumstances, it is always like gold. It bears the fire. It comes out with the same purity and the same weight. It is never changed. It can never be shaken. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why every voice, every vision, every dream every prophetic words every teachings you receive every rema words that you receive must be confirmed in the word or with the word of god they must if if they are against scripture then they are not from god because the word of god carries its purity throughout all generations the word of god stands pure secure and forever true praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah we need to reverence the word of god and handle it with great fear the fear of god hebrews 4 12 hebrews 4 12 the bible tells us that I'm reading King James first. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Praise the Lord. The word of God is living that's why, that's why the angels are so shocked when we don't believe the word of God. The angels are so shocked when we disobey the word of God. Because the word of God is pure, secure. It is living. It has life. It is their life. It is our life. It's like you're denying your life. You're denying your life. Praise the Lord. The word of God is your life. The Bible says in the book of James 1, I think around verse 21, that we have been born out of, out of the truth. Eh? The truth. The truth. We are children of the truth. We are children of the word. The word is our life. Because the word of God is truth. There's not any other truth. That's why, that's why I, I, I'm just amazed at how angels react to us because there's no any other truth so how do you deny truth how do you refuse truth how do you doubt truth 
Like, how, how are you going to live? How are you going to stand by? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word of God is living. It is not dead. It is living. The word of God is powerful. I love Amplified. There's a way Amplified breaks it down. It says, the word of God, for the word, for the word that God speaks is alive. It is not dead. It is what? Alive. The word of God is alive. That means it is life. It is life. Remember we said it is the breath of God. It is full of power. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When it goes forth, when the counsel of God has been declared, the counsel of my Father has been released for this era, for this season, it makes it active. Yeah? The life in the Word and the power in the Word makes it active, it makes it operative, it makes it energizing. It makes it effective. That's why in Isaiah 55 verse 11 tells us that it can never return to God void. It can never. It will accomplish because it is alive. It is powerful. And because it is full of life, it it is activated. It is operative, energizing, and it is effective in everything that it is said to do. Praise the Lord. It cannot be defeated. That's why when the Lord speaks, say amen. Say yes, sir. Say amen. Yes, sir. Whether you understand it or not. Say amen. 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 Yes, sir. And go do it. Because it is the only truth. It is the only life. That's where true power comes from. We want power. We want to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is impossible without the word. Praise the Lord. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is also your weapon. My God. It is your sword. And the Bible is telling us it is sharper. It is a sword. But it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is sharp. When Jesus was tempted, for example, in, in the wilderness, how did he defeat the enemy? When you're tempted, how do you defeat the enemy? Are you sure? How many of us even remember the word of God? This trial has come your way. Instead of defeating whatever is coming against you or going through it, because trials, tests, challenges, some of them God will take them away when you pray or when you speak the word of God others you'll have to go through them and it's only by the word that's what James 1 teaches it's only by the word and we know that that word in that trial is activated by faith 
but you must know the word to go through you have to go through that fire you have to go through those waters by the word faith in the word <laughs> praise the lord but how many of us in our moments of trial our moments of weakness our moments of falling away from the lord will remember the word yeah because the enemy also comes to you through the word but you see the lord does not he doesn't care you see even all the church people they hate you they don't even <laughs> praise the lord you have to remember the word of god it is your sword praise the lord uh someone kindly read for us ephesians chapter 6 a bit about the whole armor of god ephesians chapter 6 Verse 11, please read. Ephesians 6. Holy Spirit is speaking. When I talk about the Word of God, I'm not talking about the letters written in the Word. Hmm? As we are reading that scripture, we do not fight against flesh and we are going to see it in uh, in John. In John, there's a scripture I'm going to read for you from John. The words of Jesus are spirit. The word of God is spirit. It is spiritual. It is not just physical knowledge. It is spiritual. Because we do not fight against flesh and blood. We fight in the spirit. So you use the sword, your sword in the spirit. You don't use your, your sword physically. The word of God is spiritual. You will continue and finish. You have to put on before hmm? the scriptures that Jesus used to defeat the enemy. He did not read them then when the temptation came. Uh, it means Jesus was already feeding himself on the word. If Jesus, God, fed on the word, and dressed himself before before who are you to think that God has given me a breakthrough everything is okay now I can do what I want you have to stay dressed because the war is real and you need the word as a sword praise the Lord 
You have to dress up before. Keep dressed. That's why I normally tell you, stay there in the secret place. Stay there in the word. Stay dressed. Praise the Lord. Put on the whole armor before so that your day of when the day, that day comes, you can stand. That means without the word, you will not stand. You cannot stand, saints of God. Remember, the word of God cannot be shaken. It's only the word of God in you that cannot be shaken. You, you can't be shaken. Only the word of God in you, not the word of God in your Bible, in you, that will not be shaken. Praise the Lord. Continue. of Christ. The word. Praise the Lord. But I love I love this verse in um, Hebrews 12. It says that this word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, that means it is more powerful than any sword you've ever seen. You you know those those those, those movies we used to watch of, of war. They make weapons it is sharper than any weapon you have ever seen. The word that you have. My God. Oh! Because among those weapons, there is no weapon that can divide the line of the breath of life. Praise the Lord. There is no weapon. Let me go to King James because you may get lost. There is no sword that will pierce and penetrate and enter into your, the dividing of your soul from your spirit. 
and penetrating to the genitals and marrows as well. It's not there. And discern your thoughts. It is not there. And the intents of your heart. It is not there yet. Praise the Lord. Do we see how powerful the word of God is? Do we see the power that we have? And then some of us, when the enemy attacks you, run with that sword to hide. You cry like a baby. You have the sword, use it. You put on the armor of God not to sit when trials come. Uh-uh. You, you put on the armor of God to use, use it. Yeah. Use it. When, when, when sickness attacks, use it. Praise the Lord. I was so blessed to, to, to get this understanding that the blood of Jesus that he shed is still on the earth. He shed it upon the earth. He did not go with it in heaven. There's no drop that he went with in heaven. It's on the earth. And it speaks in on the throne of God on our behalf. My God. Jesus. Praise the Lord. That is the power we have as the children of God. But we need to learn to use our sword. And some of us, our swords are so blunt that they cannot cut any, anything. Yeah? If you read some portions of the Bible, just portions, portions, portions. Some of us close their eyes. When they're going to read the Bible, they close their eyes. They do like this, the Bible. And open. Sure. And then the scripture that they have opened is what they are going to read. And some of us go to the internet every day doing just scriptures also. Your sword is very blunt. It is good you can read some scriptures. But now sharpen your sword. Befriend your Bible. Be personal with your Bible. Be intimate with your Bible. Start reading the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. It is for you. Enjoy it. Someone said, who, who visited heaven, in heaven, when we go there, we're going to read the word, we're going to study the word, we're going to enjoy the word. So you better start now. <laughs> better start, if you're not enjoying it here, how, how do you think you're going to enjoy it in heaven? Better start now. Because it is forever. <laughs> it is forever. If you're not reading it, you're just there reading portions. You go to heaven and you start studying with babies, children. Because they have to teach you the word. You find children teaching you the word. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You find children in heaven teaching you the word. Because they have been taught. But they do it. <laughs> like in heaven, there's no like feeling I'm above. This one is not like. The word of God is there to be enjoyed. Praise the Lord. So it's like in heaven, yeah, you have to study the word, read the word. There are schools there. Study the word, read the word. Even the trainings they give you, it is the word. So you, you rather begin now to enjoy the word. <laughs> enjoy now the word. And she said, for me, every day, every day. I listen 
to the Bible, for the four gospel, not all the chapters, some chapters, every day, and then I go and reread them. After listening, I go and reread them. Like, because of knowing that, she fell in love with the word. She fell in love with the word. You know, you're in the taxi, you're reading the word. You're in your car driving, you've put the Bible. Like, you, you just enjoy it. Yeah? Even when the Bible is read, uh, the audio Bible is on, you sing, you sing the scripture, you sing the scripture. Like, enjoy. When you're there seated, you're just thinking about this verse. Like, but this verse, I read this verse. You're even smiling. I read this verse. I want to know. Oh my God. That's what it means. Praise the Lord. I normally, I normally ask the, 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 the married people, if you're together, and you, you're not talking about that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you're not talking about, like, those are the things that you're supposed to enjoy as the, 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 the people who belong to the kingdom of God. That's what brings joy. You're like, oh, sweetheart, I read this scripture. Like, oh my God, I was also reading here. How come they confirm? God, I got this revelation. Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Welcome to the real kingdom life and to the new season that God is ushering in. When you are conversing with our children, we're supposed to tell them these things. Tell them the word. Let me see. There's a prophet in the Bible. The prophet is called Prophet prophet jeremiah and he used to do this do that do that that's your children when they are talking to themselves they talk the words not talking community or me what is the thing jesus may god forget praise the lord yes hallelujah are we together the word of god john chapter 6 verse 63 John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirits and they are life. The word of God is spirit and is life. And remember, even God says He is spirit. So, Every word he speaks is spirit and is life. I've told you I'm sharing about the word, the power in the word or in scriptures. The scriptures are not physical, they're spiritual. The word is spirit and it gives life. You cannot understand or perceive or understand the word and enjoy it if you're in the physical realm you need to connect into the spiritual realm that's why you need to stay there in the secret place you need to stay there in the spirit you have to live in the spirit praise the lord because if you're not in the spirit you will not understand you will not even receive this life this truth that will set you free you will not be sanctified as jesus says in john 17 that sanctify them by your truth for your word is truth 
what sanctifies you is not the physical letters in the bible or the knowledge you accumulate but it is the spirit remember the holy spirit is the author of the word god is the author of the word so when you're reading scripture when you're feeding on scripture you're having communion me come on now you're feeding with him communion Mm. you're enjoying communion praise the lord and because you're enjoying communion you're receiving life you think Hmm. praise the lord the disciples had to spend three years with Jesus hmm? being taught the word. When you read the Gospels, Jesus was teaching them the word. All the parables, all the, the sermon on the mountain. He was teaching them the word. And because they were full of the word, when the Holy Ghost came, uh-huh, creation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, it is good to have the Holy Spirit. But you can have the Holy Spirit and be empty. If you don't have the Word. The two work together. The two do what? When, when, when the apostles in Acts 2... When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, hmm? God told them, Jesus told them, and He told them, Go and wait in Jerusalem. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, the first thing that Peter says when he stands up, what does he say? It's the word. It says, Joel prophesied is the word if you say you're full of the Holy Ghost you must have you must speak what comes out of you should be the word what comes out of you should be life that's why the Bible tells us that our our words should give grace to the hearers it it, it should not be mentioned among us that we use our lips to lie use our lips they're supposed to be used for the word to give life to people praise the lord there's no way the holy spirit will work effectively with you to transform you so that you can bear the fruit of the holy spirit without the word we only abide in jesus in communion i told you when you're feeding on the word you're in communion communion you're having communion with god that's why it's very easy to know what to do in when when decisions come your way you know what to do like you you just know because you've been walking with him in communion that's why it is very easy to obey because you're so fond of him that you can't disobey him there's no way you can say no there's no way you can even doubt him at his word. Praise the Lord. Okay, Colossians 3.16. Colossians 
What does it say? <coughs> Someone kindly read for us. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell in your heart. The implanted word of Christ, the truth of Christ, is conceived in our hearts. And when it is conceived in our hearts, it 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 strikes roots into it and we become the dwelling place of the word the implanted word of god the truth of christ is conceived in our hearts and it bears roots it strikes roots and the roots grow deeper as we give ourselves more to the word and because now the roots have grown deeper, it makes it our dwelling place. Like the word becomes your dwelling place, it becomes your life. So we should meditate and drink deeply on the word of Christ. We should meditate and drink deeply on the word of Christ. For his words bring light to the spirit and life to the soul, as we have read in John 6, 63. His words bring light to the spirit and life to the soul. Hallelujah. of God becomes our dwelling. To dwell means to keep house. We should live in the word like we live in our homes. We are familiar with our home, all, our, all the closets, the kitchen, uh, the sitting room. We must thoroughly Acquaint ourselves with the word. The word should become so familiar to us that we know it's like the back of our hands. We must know the word like the back of our hand. Now that is the whole idea of to let the word of Christ dwell inside and live at home in our life. It must live inside and dwell 
home in our lives the word of god needs to inhabit us this habitation is more than just reading the bible god wants us to let the peace of christ rule our hearts as he says in verse 15 uh when you read verse 15 um uh, ephesians 3 but the, we can't dwell in the peace of god okay let me say this the peace of god is found in his word when you have the word and you're indwelling in the word you're in peace there's a scripture in isaiah that says he gives um you give peace to him who is stayed in your word i'm paraphrasing a bit when we stay and we let the word of god be our habitation our home we have the peace of god we live in the peace of christ the peace of christ now rules our hearts remember peace is like a compass when you're a child of god the peace of god will lead you the peace of god will guide you but it all begins by um, making the word of god a habitation awake from that place of just flipping the pages of the Bible and then blindly putting your finger on a verse and then you claim it for a problem that you're going through or for a challenge that you're going through we should not use the Bible that way, that is not referencing the word of God we need to be serious because it is our life denying the word of God to dwell in you is like denying your life you're denying who you are. Because the more you know Jesus, the more you know the word, the more you will discover who you are. The more you will discover your purpose. The more you will live in your purpose. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Bible is not a magic book. Some of us use the Bible as a magic book. We use the Bible as a magic book. The Bible is not a magic book. We must systematically study the Bible and memorize and penetrate the verses to dwell with, with us. We must dwell in whether we are in trials or not, whether we want something or not, it must be our home. You don't come to your home when you want to only eat. You don't come to your home when you only want to bathe. But you come to home, you come to your home every day. That's how it should be with the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of God needs to find lodgment in our soul. If we spend so much time in the word of God, as we do listening to the news, hmm? the news, getting updates of what is happening here, there, as we spend time on social media eh? and just think how much if we spend time in the word of God how much would we know God's will for our lives praise the Lord yes in the news we get to know you get to know new social media the robberies 
the murderers. This one is saying this. Politics, this is happening. Hey, they are voting this way. This occurred in this city this week. But what difference does it make in your day? What difference does it make? <laughs> Whether you watch or not, things will still happen. It does not change, it does not bring food on your table. It does not add anything on you in your spiritual life at all. So we might be better off if we did not know these things. Because some of the news these days is so depressing. And those some of those news anchors don't even speak that truth. That might be used by the enemy to attack the church. So we must be careful. So if we generate a serious attitude about letting the word of Christ dwell in our lives, we'll be richer and our character will grow stronger. Instead of uh, wasting the time in other things, just this new year, 2023, this new year, just <laughs> sharing about wasting your life, just waste your life in the world. The way, the way, the way Mary brought the alabaster box and poured out to Jesus, all of it, just pour yourself and waste yourself in the world, immerse yourself in the world. You become richer, your character will change, the way you see things will totally change because now you perceive, you're getting the, you're getting the, the perspective, perspective of the Father. You're getting God's view of things. When you don't read the word, you want to know. You want to know God's view of everything. How God views this person. How God views this situation. How God, you know. But when you read and immerse yourself in the word, your attitude will totally change. So our individual lives will change. Our homes will be better. Our homes will be better will become Christ-centered. There's a movie I was watching. I don't know that some of you have watched it. It's called Selfie Dad. That man was a comedian. He got out very many, but his family was falling apart. And he was this kind of person who would get the Bible. They would force him, first of all, to go to church. The Bible in the trunk gets it from the trunk to church from the church he puts it back now his family falls apart the daughter he doesn't know the daughter at all the son nothing much everything is just and and the wife is always complaining please pray for my husband my husband is like my husband but he had hours like outwardly But the time, you know, God is so merciful. He will always send you an angel. He will always send you someone. There was this guy in his life. He was a young man. This guy was older than him. God told him about Jesus. He gave him a book. A book that talks about the Bible. And he told him, start reading the Bible. He started reading the Bible. He fell in love with the Bible. He wanted to put now the Bible in common. Praise the Lord. But what's, more, what, what, what's most important? His life changed. 
his home became better he had a better relationship with a with a with a daughter with a son with a wife because of dwelling in the word of god when you dwell in the word of god you become christ-centered you can't become christ-centered if you're outside the word because being outside the word is being outside the will of god praise the lord you may say i don't understand the bible but you see it is work okay it is work and the more you read the more you immerse yourself you'll begin to understand when you open up yourself remember it's not physical the bible is not physical the word of god is not physical it is spiritual you need to connect in the spirit you need to open up to the holy spirit and as you gradually uh, read and give yourself to the word the understanding will begin to come you do not learn to drive a car or ride a bicycle in the first time you get it no i mean when you don't know how to ride it you do not learn the first time the first time you're taking a class let me say you're taking the, the lesson of driving you don't learn the first time neither do we do we know the bible without efforts it's effort it takes time it takes effort it takes dedication it takes devotion it takes prayer it takes uh submitting to the holy spirit and yielding to him praise the lord because the results will gratify your soul they'll gratify your soul hallelujah so if you've not been taking the word of god seriously stop playing with the word of god even if you're a pastor because there are pastors who are playing with the word of god the word of god is so holy you're going to be called you're going to be accountable before the throne of god for distorting his word for twisting his word for speaking what he's not speaking for speaking what he has not said stop playing with the word Praise the Lord. We need to memorize the word. We need to, to take it so seriously. It must be it must be our breath. Because it is breath. The breath of God. Let it be our breath. Hallelujah. Some of us say, for me, I can't memorize scripture. I am not good at memory. How come you know all the players of football? Huh? You know all the players of football but you say you can't memorize a scripture how come huh? praise the lord so we need to awake children of god the word of god when we stay in the word when we walk in the word we are walking in the will of god and we are walking with the holy spirit if you're not in the word, you're not with the Holy The Holy Spirit, remember, he's the one that you have communion with in the word. So that means if you're out, turn in our way, you may be still speaking in tongues. But you're, if you're not in the word, if you're not having communion with him in the word and feeding on the word, you may have left him somewhere. So it's high time you go find him and you start immersing yourself in the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to end there today. I hope you have been blessed. Shalom.